Before we go into the Word of God this morning, I'd like to give honor to Sister Neil, my former pastor's first lady. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God for her. Also to my now pastor, Alexander, and his first lady, Sister Alexander. I give honor to them this morning. Continue to pray for them. I was talking to somebody, uh, I think it was yesterday, and he said, They've stepped in some pretty big shoes. That's not really physical, but they have stepped in some big shoes and they've taken on quite a responsibility. God has, has entrusted them with that and let's continue to pray for them, pray for their family and uh, as they minister to us and support them. Praise God. Support them. As they minister. And I'd like to give honor to Jesus this morning. God is so good. God has been so, so good to me. Thank you, Jesus. God has been so, so good. So I want to also uh, thank our pastor's wife, Sister Alexander, for her word last week. Wasn't that an awesome word of God? If you didn't get a chance to tell her, and I didn't, I didn't come to her personally and tell her, but I want to tell her this morning, that was a word from God. And anybody who spoke to me on Saturday knows that that word of God was for me. Now, it might not have been for you, but it certainly was for me. And I, I recognize when God speaks to me. And when God speaks to us, we should acknowledge, let him know that we know, God, that you spoke to me. And thank you for that word. And thank you to Sister Alexander for being sensitive to the spirit of God. <clears throat> and sharing with us my water. Praise God. So I'm going to dovetail on uh, Sister Alexander's message. She did talk to us about, um, you know, when things come our way and affect us and sometimes Depression will visit you. Sometimes sadness might come your way. Sometimes confusion might, you know, show up on your doorstep, show up on your dinner table. But when that happens, as she let us know, we can go to God. And that's where we should go. Not to our neighbor, not to our friend, and dump my load on top of you so now you've got double because you've got your load already. Right? You've got your load already. I had somebody call me up and said, oh, Sister Kim, how are you doing? This was last night. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you this morning, and I'm okay being um, transparent and honest and letting you know that, you know, this is, this is what was happening. But my sister called me last Saturday and said, oh, Sister Kim, how are you doing? Oh, not too bad. She said, uh, well, I called. She said, for some encouragement. And I said, well, you called the wrong person. <laughs> You picked the wrong person today. Saturday, last Saturday. She said, what? I said, yeah, you picked the wrong person today. I'm here having the biggest pity party of my life. And you're welcome to join. Well, she didn't join the pity party, but we did have a good laugh. So I was glad that she did call me. I believe God told her to call. She wasn't the only one that called. Sister Neil called me too. Sister Kim, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm all right. 
says, uh, no, you haven't. So, well, no, I'm not. I said, no, I'm not. No, I'm having a, a really, really rough day. Just been so, Sister Neal encouraged me and talked to me. And then she called me later in the day to see if I had come out of that hole that I was in. And if I shut down the pity party that I was having. And I tried to fool her and tell her that, oh, yeah, everything's good. I'm good. Everything's okay, Sister Neal. She's like, yeah. can tell. Then another sister called me. No, text me. Sister Kim, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Are you really fine? No, I'm not fine. Text her back. I said, no, I'm not fine. Well, what can I do for you? She said, um, do you want to do this or do you want to do that? I said, yeah, sure. She said, yeah, sure, what? Do you want to do this or do you want to do that? Whatever, just something. I don't know, just do something. So she met me and we went to Boston Pizza. And uh, I did exactly what I just talked about. So I dumped all my, my mess on her and on top of her mess. I know she has a mess. We all have our mess. We can see we don't, but we do. We all have things that we deal with. But I am so thankful that I have um, sisters who are in tune. Three, three of them called me last Saturday. How are you doing? I said, yeah, not very good. And I was like, well, I, at first, I'm like, oh, okay. And it's like, yeah, no, you're not very good. But you know, God knew where I was at. And uh, Sister uh, Alexander ministered last Saturday. Sometimes things in our life will come our way, and, and it affects us. But we have an out. We do have an avenue. We have a God who cares. And we have somebody who can really do something about what's happening. Our sisters, you know, they can, they can encourage us, they can pray for us, but God can actually really do something about the situation that's actually affecting us. And that's what Sister Alexander told us last week, take it to God. So I'm sitting in my chair, and this is Sunday, and I'm still, I'm still really not over it, right? And I, I, I don't know, she could see my face, but I was sitting close, close to the front there, so nobody else could see my face. I'm going to come to church Sunday morning, and I don't really want anybody to see your face, because you know, it's like, you know, you, you brought that, all that baggage with you. But as she was talking, as she was ministering, I'm like, yeah. God, you're just so specific, so right on time. You just know everything. And I was actually having a conversation with God in my head as she was, as she was ministering, as she was bringing the word of God to me, exactly what I needed. I was having that conversation with God saying, yeah, no, I, I hear you, God. But bring it to God. What does that mean? What does that mean? So that's what I'm going to talk about this morning, is having that conversation with God, taking that baggage to him, having that communication with him, letting him know what it is that's affecting us, that's bringing us down, or what it is that's causing us to not portray what Brother Michael spoke about this morning, he talked about the fruit of the Spirit. What is it in our life that's causing us not to um, have joy, not to have peace, not to have love? Something is, but God can actually do something about it.
a good time and just feeling sorry for myself and I'm like, oh my God, right now. Anybody ever call you on a cell phone? You know, when your cell phone rings, you put it in your purse, you pull it in your pocket, and you're like, oh. your husband? Oh, I want to talk to him right now. I go for sushi with my friends and I don't want them to know. <laughs> that's me, that's me, yeah. Oh, I don't want to tell them I'm having sushi. He, he doesn't appreciate sushi, he just doesn't understand why anybody would want to go pay money to eat raw fish. <laughs> He's not converted. But you know, anybody ever, you know, had a cell phone ring and you look down? My daughter. I know that she has her phone with her everywhere she goes. So do I. Everywhere I go, I have my cell phone with me. It's not far from me. Here I am up here today, here, and my cell phone's with me. I was using it again as a prop today, though. But you know, you call somebody and you, you know that they saw your call. You know they heard the phone ring. <sighs> and you get like, oh, why aren't they answering me? I have an example. Last Monday night, Brother Zachary was at youth night. Now he knows that mom has her cell phone with her at all times, everywhere she goes, it's never very far. And they get out a little bit early, uh, youth night, and so he was calling me to come pick him up. Well, I was, I was helping somebody with something, and I actually left my phone in the other room, which, wow, that's unusual for me. Normally, my phone is right where I'm at. But I left it in the other room, and so he called me about 10 minutes early to, to come and get him. He called me five times. Then he had Sister Alexander call me. Then he had Dominic call me. <laughs> And when I finally got my phone, I'm like, oh no, I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta go. All these phone calls, I gotta go. So I believe I called Sister Nisha. Nisha was there picking up um, Sister Kayla. And I said, Sister Nisha, can you drop Zach to my house? I'm, I'm over here and I'm running a few minutes late. Yeah, no problem, she said so. She dropped him off at home, and I got home. Mom, why didn't you answer your phone? Zach, I was doing something, I was busy, and I left it in the other room. Well, I was about to call 911. <laughs> I was like, I said, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't call 911. I can't, but I'm not going to answer her cell phone. He said, oh, yes, I thought maybe you were in a crash or something, because he knows, he knows that I always have my phone with me. Because, you know, pastor, prior to now, if he, was there, if he was traveling or if he was away and needed something here, I wanted to be ready to answer the phone. I wanted to be available. So I got used to having that phone with me everywhere I went. And my husband knows I have it. And my son knows I have it. And now you all know I have it. So if you call me and I don't answer, I'm ignoring you. <laughs> That's not, not always true. You know, sometimes you have to, you're, you're busy doing things where you can't answer your phone. So. If I don't answer you, I'm not ignoring you. I'm busy doing something. But sometimes it's like that with God, right? We're going through something or we're doing something and God calls your name. And you're just like, yeah, I'm not ready to talk about it right now. Which is a really foolish thing to do because God is the only real person that can actually really help you with whatever it is that's causing you. It'll be the way you are. He can do something about it. Everything. 
Is it your finances? He can do something about that. Is it your friend that hasn't treated you very well? Well, he can talk to her. He can talk to Sister Robin, tell her, treat Sister Kim better. That's not true. Sister Robin treats him very good. But you know, no matter what it is, God, he really can. He can talk to somebody's heart, he can change a situation. I talked to him not too long ago and I said, God, you got the king's heart in your hand. And this is what I want. This is what I really want. And it's not looking like I'm going to get what I want. Not that I'm a spoiled brat, but, you know, this is something that I really would like to have, God. And if it's your will, I'd like you to change the king's heart. The king would be my husband. He's the king of our house, anyway. Don't tell him that. But yes, sometimes we have something that we really, really want, and uh, we can take it to God. But, there's many different ways that we can, we can approach God, and we can talk to God. Many different ways that we can hear from God. So like Sister Alexander said, take it to God. It's like, alright, I took it to God, but now what do I do? How do I know that, that God's answering me? Like, I, I want to hear from God. You know, you, you, put, you put that prayer out there, and it went all the way to the ceiling, here, it goes farther than if prayed at home. <laughs> so if you really want something, go farther here because taller ceiling. But sometimes it just feels like it, it reaches a ceiling and it doesn't reach God. In John chapter 10, verse 27, that's a scripture for today. It says, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. And any time, have you ever been impressed to do something? Somebody comes to you, you know, you do something for somebody, and somebody comes to you and says, wow, God must have put that on your heart, because that's what I really needed right now, or that's what I really wanted to do. You know, you didn't hear God audibly saying, go do this, but you know, God impressed upon your heart, that still small voice spoke to you and said to do something. And to provide something for somebody, and they really needed something, and it was God talking to you, answering their prayer, because they're over there praying. And like I said, God will do something about it, so He'll talk to you to do something for them, and that's God answering their prayer. Um, have you ever been directed to go somewhere? And that story that uh, Pastor Neil had shared with us many times. Uh, Elder Neil, God impressed upon him to go here, go there, down by Athabasca, turn here, drive down that dirt road, and go to that farm, knock on the door. And in that house was the lady who, you know, had received the Holy Ghost, and she was looking for somebody who could tell her about the true God. Well, God spoke to Elder Neil and told him to go there. God still does that. He still does that. And I know if if I had the opportunity to speak to each and every one of us, we could come up with something where it's like, you know what, God, I did this, and this is how it turned out. And I know God told me to do it. I know God was, was directing my steps. That's why it's good to ask God to order our steps, direct our steps. And how many times do we hear from God and we second guess? Oh, I hate when that happens. I hear from God. 
I'm like, mm, nah, probably was. It's probably just me. It's probably just me. Like, who, who, who do I think I am? And then only to realize after, it's like, oh, I missed it. I missed it. I should have done it. I knew it. God was talking to me. So it is for us to, to learn how to be sensitive to the voice of God and know when he's talking to us. God also talks to us through preaching. And I just explained um, an example of where God spoke to me through Sister Alexander last week. I know God is talking to me. Was I ready to receive everything he had to say? No. Are we always ready? Do you always want to hear what God has to say? No. Because God's always right and we usually are wrong. We want to do this. And God says, no, do that. I don't know, maybe not you, but I'm, I got some ways in me that God's still working on. Yeah. He is still working on me. Amen. But through the word of God, he'll speak to us. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, So then faith cometh by hearing. And that is hearing the word of God. And hearing by the word of God. Many times I've gone to God in prayer. And I'll ask God something. And then I'll come to church. And God answers me specifically, directly. I'm like, and I don't know why, every time it surprises me. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll tell you God will talk to you and speak to you. And I know God's talked to me and he spoke. But every time he does it, I'm like, wow. <laughs> You heard me, and wow, you answered me just like that. I'm just like, oh, oh, thank you, Jesus. So special. So special. When God answers you so directly, God is so good. He loves us with more than we can even imagine, too. Like, we love our kids, and I was praying for my kids the other day, and I was like crying and praying, and I said, God, I said, but you know what, God, I know that you love them more than I love them. Hard to imagine because you know you love your kids, you die for your kids. Well, like Brother Michael spoke already, God did that for us, He died for us, He loves us so much. <clears throat> you ever have a Bible study with somebody, or even just a conversation? You can call it a Bible study if you want, but you go for coffee or tea with somebody, and you're being a witness to them, you're, being, you're ministering to them. It's not always a Bible study, you know, with a chart on the table. And, Whatnot, but you're ministering to somebody. Then they come with you to church. And then they look at you and say, Did you tell them what we talked about? You know, because the preacher then, you'll just, he just nails it. Just nails it. No, and, and you feel like you have, you have to explain yourself. I really didn't tell him anything. I never, I never mentioned it at all. I never mentioned it at all. I had, I had somebody in church. Um, we were a lot of ways there, and, and they had talked to me about something, and it was a kind of a negative, you know, conversation, and I never said a word. I just went away, and I'm praying about it, and God, oh, did God minister, right, in the next service. I'm <laughs> sitting in my chair going, I never said a word. They'll never believe me because God was so specific. They'll never believe me. I don't know to this day if they believe me. I told them, I said, after church, I said, I, I never said a word. 
I never, I never mentioned what we talked about at all. I'm really, and they say, no, 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 I, I believe you. No, God can do that. You really believe me? Wow. God was just right on, right on. Hit the nail right on the head. Hebrews 2 verse 1 says, Therefore we ought to give thee more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Lest at any time we should let them slip. So when we hear from God, you know, heed, heed the word of God. I heard from God last Sunday. And like I said, yeah, I didn't want to hear it all right then and right now. And I'm like, I know, God, I know, I know, I know. But, you know, I was... I'm still having my poverty, right? I wasn't really ready to confess all my sins, but when I went home, I did. I did. I prayed and I talked to God, and I just said, Oh, God, I, you know, please forgive me and help me to look to you when I go through these kinds of things and when I get in that kind of a mood and never mind the pity party and thank Jesus and never mind everybody else and, and it, everything's going to be all right. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles. He'll hear your faintest cry. And he'll answer by and by. Praise God. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. Talks about our Bible reading. We can hear from God through reading our Bible. You ever just uh, go to God in prayer and say, oh, guys, I really need a word from you. You open the Bible, and you read it, and you're like, no, that's not what I wanted to hear. But you know exactly God spoke to you. God answered you through the Bible. That, that's his word. He is the word. You go to the Bible, you just run to God. So, you know, you talk to him about something. You, you prayed about a situation and gave you an answer. Bible reading is another way that we hear from God. Jeremiah verse, uh, chapter 33, verse 3, it says. Open your Bible if you have your Bible. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. It says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee. So, why do we always get ourselves bent out of shape instead of just calling on him like we said to do? He said he would answer us. But no, we get ourselves all bent in shape, take all those things and put it in our capable hands and before we know it, we're on the floor and covered in, you know, all of our mess. God says, call on me, call on to me and I will answer thee. He answers us through preaching, through Bible reading. He answers us through prayer. But sometimes, our approach to God sometimes says, yeah, well, I, I went and I talked to God about it, and God didn't give me the answer, so I'm just going just gonna to do it my way. Well, maybe our approach, I read this, this, this story, and I just, I really liked it. There's a pianist, his name is Arthur Rubenstein. He never signed any autographs. He would play, he'd do his concert, and he would not sign no autographs, he'd walk away. But there was this one time, a teenager, he came running to him after the concert. He held out a pen and a paper, 
And he says, oh, sir, I, I know your fingers are tired, but mine are tired too from clapping. He signed his autograph. Yeah, the approach, right? You go to God with your problem. How do, how, do you, how do you bring it? How do you approach God? Or do you go to God and you're like, oh God, I'm such a mess. I'm not such a, oh God, please forgive me. That's in the morning, right? And then that night you're like, oh God, please forgive me. And he's like, for what? Who are you forgiving you? Oh God, and the next day he's like, oh God, I'm just so terrible. Please forgive me. 1,000 times you take that same thing to God. How about you take it to him once, he forgives you for it, and then 1,000 times, thank him for forgiving you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, you hurt my head. Thank you for forgiving me. 1,000 times, thank him for forgiving you. Because it only took once to ask for forgiveness. He said, if we would ask, he would forgive us. Confess our sins, and he would forgive us. Also, when you go to God, be honest. I mean, like, really? You think God doesn't already know? Be honest with him. Confess your sins. Like when I left here last Sunday and I went home and I went to pray, I'd be foolish to leave out, you know, yeah, but I'll just leave that one over there because I'm not quite done, like, uh, fussing over it. No, no. It's like, God, you got my number. He read my letter. I talked to somebody after church and I said, yeah, yeah, God, I remember. Be honest with God. There was an old fellow and he had a conscience. He was troubled. Finally, he went to the farmer and he said, Master, I'm so sorry. I stole a rope from you a while back. His master forgave him. And the countryman went away. But he still had no peace of mind. Because he never told the farmer that at the end of that rope was a cow. <laughs> when he stole the rope. Okay. Oh, God, forgive me, I stole your rope. Right? So when we take whatever it is, our situation to God, be honest. I mean, God already knows. It's like, well, yeah, but God knows everything. I know, but he loves it when we just lay it all out there to Admit our shortcomings and admit our failures. Confess our sins. Amen. He's like, yeah, that's a heart I can, I can work with. Soft-hearted. Honest with God. Has anybody here, anybody on Facebook? I'm on Facebook. Anybody on Facebook? You guys don't want to lift your hand. You don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, I like Facebook. I'm not, I'm not uh, talking bad about Facebook. <laughs> Anybody on Facebook? That's what I got. <laughs> well, guess what? The devil's on Facebook too. Anybody see his name? Anybody get that request from him? Yeah. Did you get the request, friend request from, from Satan? Sure you did. I don't know it. We wouldn't accept his friend request if he showed up on there 
you know, a little red horn, red face, and tail with a pitchfork at the end. Oh, no, no, I want nothing to do with that. But what about, what about if you come to you with, you know, this beautiful Jezebel, she'll pick it up. And she says, oh, you know, let's be friends. And so yeah, yeah, you accept friend request. Never met the person, never met, never met her. Don't know where she's from. I mean, her, her profile says she's from Alabama, maybe, I don't know, somewhere else. Don't know where she's from, don't know her background, don't know what church she goes to, don't really know what she believes, but by looking at her profile picture, it's like, hmm, hmm, Jezebel, I look in the Bible, she has a painted face, and all up, but you know, okay. But she, but look at the post, it says, oh, trust in God, never mind what everybody else says, just never mind all them, all those negative people just trying to tell you what to do, just never mind them, just trust in God, just you and God, you got it. Oh, she's my friend. That devil? That devil? Get off my Facebook. Oh, he, he'll, he'll let, he'll let, you know, he'll throw a little bit of God in there to fool you. Oh, but she's so encouraging. Yeah, she's encouraging you all the way to hell. All the way to hell. You, me, and Jesus. We got our own thing going, we and Jesus. We got it all worked out. We don't need anybody to tell what it's all about. Well, I, I need somebody. I need the word of God through my pastor, through the minister, through the evangelist that God has put in my life to tell me what it's all about. Delete it. 
young people, delete it. Satan, he ain't gonna, he's not gonna come to you with SAT again. No, no. I don't know, he might be on there like that. I've never, I never really looked it up. Don't look it up. But I do know he comes to us in many other ways. Portraying himself as somebody who's like encouraging you and Telling you, oh yeah, you know, you and God, yeah, we, we got this. No, you don't. Don't don't be fooled. He's just he just uses everything he can, doesn't he? Every tool he can. We have to be so like ahead of him. We're like we have to be like the hackers. You know, it's not a bad thing. They're just ahead of everybody, and like they're just so smart. Can't keep up with them. Well, we need to learn from them and just keep ahead of the devil. Because he will just use everything and everything that he can. Another way that God speaks to us is through music. Yeah, through music, he does. And the devil, yeah, he gets in there, he takes that tool, he uses that one too. Everything he can, he will, but he... But uh, God does speak to us through music. I remember, I don't know, I'm going back about 20 years, going through a situation, and it really impacted me. And I, I put a DVD in the, in the DVD player, or not DVD, probably CD, I guess it was at that time. And a song came on, and, you know, really ministered to, to me at that time. I still remember the song. I have it written down there. I'm not, I won't tell you all about the situation or the song. It's, you know, a specific personal thing, but... Music. God does minister to us through music. Amen. I was with Sister Neil and Sister Sheila the other day, and I gave them a little uh, foretaste, I guess, or whatever, of the message, just checking them out. I said, what on earth, what do we have on earth? The only one thing on earth that was created in heaven. Music. The only thing we have on earth that was actually created in heaven. And it was created for one purpose. And it still performs that one purpose. Yeah. Worship. Music was created for worship. And of course, like I said, the devil gets in there and yeah. He wants his piece of the pie. And he gets it. You know, they go to those rock concerts and the, the guy who's singing, I've never been to a rock concert. Only because I never listened to rock and roll. I was country. <laughs> I know, y'all laughing because she's country. <laughs> Somebody said one time there was Sister Rockwell's choir, Sister Rockwell, like Southern Gospel, I guess you call it. Not really country, but a Southern Gospel. And one of the kids was in the car, and the kid was from the Caribbean. He said, Mom, how come Sister Rockwell listen to that music that goes, <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> but I was, um, as I was studying for this message today, I came across a story about an elderly man who was in a wheelchair. And apparently, there's been a movie made about it, so it's a, a true story. And I don't know if his name was Henry, but there's a story. The guy's name is Henry. He's in a wheelchair, his head droops down to his chest. And he's almost in a state of unconsciousness. 
He is um, suffering from severe Alzheimer's. And they were wondering, what could reconnect him to the world to improve his awareness? What, how could they reach him? Because he just sat in that chair and it seemed to be like so far away. One of the caretakers in the nursing home interviewed his family and found out the type of music that Henry liked before he got Alzheimer's. So they created some playlists incorporating the music specifically just for Henry, just what he liked. So if I'm ever suffering from Alzheimer's, <laughs> it's the country southern gospel that I really like. You want to bring me back to life? <laughs> yeah. No, I like, I like lots of other kinds too. But, but anyway, yeah. So they played the kind of music that he liked and uh, his eyes opened. He all of a sudden became aware and he even began to communicate with them. He just started to talk. And it is on, I don't you know, it's on YouTube. I, I saw it, a little clip of it a while back. It was the, the true story of the guy. It's only about five minutes long. But the lady was playing the music that he um, listened to in his, you know, earlier days before he was also. And he was eyes open and he sat up and started to talk to her. They were amazed. The power of music. Come on. The power. It, it's powerful. It can, uh, what it can do to you. It can make you happy. It can make you sad. It can make you very bad. Come on. Listening to music releases the mood-enhancing chemical dopamine in the brain. Pastors talk about dopamine. Parts of the brain and stuff. I never always really understood it, but you know when you study it, when you go in and you start to study these things, it's very interesting. And I'm like, oh yeah, dopamine, dopamine. Pastor used to talk about dopamine. What about those songs? I just call to say I love you. <laughs> no, I can I, I can tell who heard that one. Who was, yeah, I heard I heard his name, Stevie Wonder, yeah. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so much, right? restaurant and the music's playing and before you even realize it you're just like the kids hey our kids so they're Jason won't be long yeah you go take them over pizza and he'd be just like pretty much on with the screen you don't even I don't, a lot of times I don't even realize or you don't even notice the music's playing until somebody calls oh I know that song oh, that song. oh yeah I don't know I, I just have a 
an ability to block it out or something, but once I realize it's playing, yeah. Yeah. And then when you leave, hey, Sister Sheila, you're singing it. It's in your head. Driving your car, your pizza's done, you're on your way home. You wake up the next morning, whatever song was playing, Boston Pizza last night, it's in your head. That stays with you. What about if we sang this song? I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice yeah. to worship you. Ooh, I, I, I was going through my, uh, going through my computer last night. Kind of a funny story. Sister Robin already knows it. I was going through my computer last night, and I came across a song. Somebody was singing a song, and I was like, oh, I like that song. I'm listening, and I'm like, oh, that's me. My sister, Christine. Oh, wow, nice song. Yeah, I really like that song. So I sent it to her, because she's now in Nebraska. So I sent it to her, and I said, oh, miss you, sis, you know? Miss you, come and play the piano and sing. So I saw her yesterday, and she said, yeah, that song that you sent me? I said, yeah. She said, yeah, I don't know it. I don't know that song. I said, me either. So I'm looking at her, and we're like, she goes, yeah, but that was me, you and I, we were singing it. I said, yeah. I said, like, it rings a faint bell. Like, I've heard it before, but I wouldn't have been able to sing it except I heard it on my computer. So I sent it to you, and I said, I really like it. She said, oh, yeah, I really like it, too. Nice song. So I came home from, I was in Athabasca yesterday. I came home last night, and I, so I played it again, and I was like, yeah, I really, I really like that song. Hmm. Well, I'll Google it. I'll find out where, where it's from or, you know. So I Googled it, and uh, I couldn't find it anywhere. Nowhere. I put in the words. Like some more words and all these other songs are coming up. And I'm like, no, that's not it. That's not it. I know. Uh, Sister Robin will remember. So I sent it to Sister Robin and I said, Sister Robin, I said, do you know this song? So she sent me back and she goes, yeah, I think I know it. I think we sang it in church before. And I'm like, yeah, it seems to like we've sang it in church before. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I wrote it. <laughs> well, I wrote that song. <laughs> find it on Google. Oh, they haven't published my songs yet. <laughs> but I really like it. <laughs> and uh, so I sent Christi Sister Christine a message and I said, yeah, you know that song? I said, I think I wrote it. She goes, yeah, I think you did. Anyway, the more I think about it, yes, we were. I did write it and I was getting her to help me because she's better at, you know, figuring out the chords than I was. I'm like, this is how it goes. So she's like, okay. So she figured out the chords for me. Because it's all coming back to me. But, uh, yeah. I read lots of songs. Probably nothing you want to hear, but I read lots of songs. One driving in my car. <clears throat> I was telling somebody the other day, I can, wow, I can read a choir like you wouldn't believe in my car. <laughs> yeah. But music, it really, really, it really does affect. Let's all stand and we'll ask it for speaking of music. Our worship team will come. Praise God.
If you're looking to talk to Jesus, if you're looking for an answer, you have a situation that's affecting you, you know, the, the struggles that we've been dealing with, Brother Michael referred to it today, Brother Zachary referred to it last Sunday, we're only months away from probably one of the biggest events that they impact us in such a way. Probably two of the biggest events, maybe three, depending on your situation. You know? And like if, like what Sister Alexander said, if, if things are getting to us, but Caleb, you know, through it all, if uh, our situation is getting to us and that load is just sometimes just more than we can bear reach out talk to Jesus like Sister Cheryl said Sister Alexander, call out to Jesus he might answer you through preaching he might answer you through a song and you know what he might even answer you through Facebook but don't let Facebook replace your faith book. Sometimes, you know, you might get a message through Facebook that will encourage you, but don't choose somebody on Facebook and live your life by their direction, especially, especially if it doesn't line up with the Word of God. So let's, this morning, let's all come to the altar. Let's read connect with God. Because sometimes, you know, our situation, depending on what it is, depending on how heavy that load is, sometimes we lose that connection. Sometimes our sensitivity, it becomes dull. Let's come this morning and ask God to touch our ears.